Love is for the way you look. L. Oh, yeah. Is for the way you look at me. At me. Oh, is for the only one I see. I see. V is very, very extraordinary. So extra. is even more than anyone that you adore. Love is in the air tonight. When I wish upon a star for that one special girl to take me on the ride to a whole new world. Under the sea of bare necessities, you've got a friend to me because I'm fun and fancy free. With you on my arm, people won't know what to do. Say, I want to be like you, bibbidi bobbidi boo. Like Woody and Jesse and Toy Story 2. Girl, I have your name written on the bottom of my shoe. Hello, and welcome to episode 50 of Mirror with Mouse Ears. I am one of your hosts, Michael Agnew. I'm your other host, Zara Agnew. And it is the day after Valentine's. Yay! Love is in the air. And it's episode 50, so it's a big deal. Episode 50. I cannot believe we have made it this far We in our have lives. made it this far. Remember back in the day whenever we would record two podcast episodes a week? We were so hungry. We, we did one Disney episode and one pop culture episode. Dedication, free time, pre-having a baby. Pre-moving. Everything's different now. Life was just so much simpler. But it's okay, because we love this podcast, and... Um, We're still here. We are still here. We have a nice little family, people who listen, fans who interact with, with us. It's great. I love our fans. I know. So every episode, if you are new to the show, uh, we talk about Disney, we talk about pop culture, but we also give a fan shout out every, every single week. Um, so what, that's someone who uh, reaches out to us on social media or in real life or by snail mail. Uh, we have had people write us letters. Shout out to Across the Pond, comma, Daniel. Um, and yeah, so. Fans, shout out, 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 out. Perfect. Zara always lives for that moment. So last, ep- last episode, we did our uh, definitive ranking on the top 10 Disney princesses. It was hard. If you have not listened to that one, make sure, go back. It, w- it was just episode 49. But on that episode, we had a little um, tiff. A little back debate, and forth. yes. A debate. Yes. And that was between which was the the better Disney princess, Anna or Elsa. Apparently, I was all wrong. Elsa's a queen, not a princess. But, but she, at one point in her life, she was a princess. Sure, yes. Also, there were people saying that she's not official, that they are not officially Disney princesses. What? But whatever, they will be. Frozen 2 is coming out. Which speaking we will of be that, speaking of later, yes, not right now, not too takes. many tangents, right? Um, but Anna won the Disney Princess Showdown by like a wide margin. It was like seventy-five percent to twenty-five percent. Everyone hates Elsa. Um, and that was by far like the most people, like the most feedback was from that uh, poll. So correct. Uh, there was lots of feedback, but the one so. Someone who, the first person to inform us that Elsa is is a queen was Lauren underscore Neverland. Or sorry, Lauren underscore in underscore Neverland. Mm. So Lauren in Neverland. She is a world, Walt Disney World, in annual pass holder. Uh, and so yes, so she is our fan shout out for this week. Her bio isn't too in-depth. She says, at Arabia Tyler which I'm guessing is her boyfriend slash hmm. husband. I'm not 
100% sure. And then she said, forever Team Sammy, which is probably her dog. I don't know. I don't know. I just guessed that. Or it could be a friend of hers that passed she, away or something like that. she look old enough to have a child? Um, she has lots of pictures of Disney World, which okay. is probably why it's forever in Neverland and why she is an annual pass holder. So we're thinking her favorite movie is Peter Pan. Does she just really like Tinkerbell? Like, that's that's what I'm that sensing great- here. That's what I'm sensing. She, there is a picture of, <gasps> of, of her. Oh my gosh. With Tinkerbell. In, in a, a Tinkerbell outfit. In a whole with Tinkerbell outfit. Tinkerbell Mickey ears. Yes. Quite impressive. It's all very green. I like it. That was a really cute picture. Good oh, wait. job on your outfit. She posted on, when was this? June 15th. So, so she is married because June 15th, she said, um, Did she say happy anniversary? No, because she said in two months mm-hmm. because that was that is our anniversary. I got excited. So that, I know. So that would have been sweet. But she was getting married in almost two months. So she did a giveaway of a mysterious Disney package. Whoa, giveaways. Whoa. Wow. Dude. So her last name is Arabia. She does giveaways? I guess She's so. She's like legit. We need, to, we need to follow her. and I want to win a giveaway. She has a lot of pictures with Tinkerbell, so definitely. Okay, so. Like she, like she ran this marathon, mm-hmm. and her husband Tyler is dressed up as Peter Pan. Yes, and she is she's Tinkerbell. a Tinkerbell tutu. I see it. That's yes. really cute. Okay, so Lauren, Arabia, like Arabian Nights, but like Arabian Tink. Tinkerbell Nights, Tink. Okay, I'm sure that there is something about Arabian Nights that we could do, but the fact that she she is known for Elsa and saying that Elsa is Elsa is a queen. So I feel like there needs to be something incorporated with Frozen or Elsa. She said Elsa's a queen, so and she likes Tinkerbell. How about Queen Tink? Queen Tink. Queen, queen Tink. Tink. Queen Tink. Queen Tink. Queen Tink. It sounds interesting. Sure. Queen Tink, welcome to the Married with Mousers family. You're in the club. You're in the club. Everybody in the club getting Tink. Mm-mm, yeah. Everybody in the club getting Tink. All right. So for this episode, ranking our top 10 Disney love songs, we are going to be doing it like all of our other top 10 lists where uh, we will do... Zara picks one, then I pick one, then Zara, then me, all the way till 10. So we each pick five. Um, So we did not talk about this ahead of time. So if you have listened to our top 10 Disney, just overall Disney songs podcast episode, you you will know that there is um, hot takes were in that. We're in there. Nothing hotter than Zara going straight off the board. Number one, zero to hero. As the top Disney song. It's so good. In the entire Disney song catalog. There's a reason we use it in our podcast every week. That is very, 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 very true. So um, so just know that however this list goes, this is definitive. It's our personal. It, it is our personal, personal list. Personal takes. And if you disagree, then you're probably wrong. Cause, because once it's said, I have to just defend it. Because there is my wife. And... We are now one, so I will forever say that Zero to Hero is the best Disney song ever oh because they spoke it into existence. Yep. Sure. Okay, All let's right. get started. <laughs> so, Zara, what would you say 
is the number one Disney. Oh, we're starting at one? Yes. Oh, Lord. Okay. Yeah. Num- um, number one. I'm going to pick Can You Feel the Love Tonight Oh my from gosh, The Lion King. This was also my number one song. Yes. Yes. We are, we are in the same brainwave. All right. So, Zara, why, why would you say that this is the number one Disney love song? It's just so romantic. They're in the jungle. Like, Nala had just come back from being away. They're like, they went through puberty. The, the, Timon and Pumbaa are like singing it. I, See, sometimes I have like, well, yes, this is my number one favorite Disney love song. The Timon and Pumbaa part, very interested. Or interesting. They're kind of like proud parents, but yeah. Do you want your parents singing like a love song Well, to they're you? not necessarily even like proud parents. They're kind of like complaining of like, oh no, our, our homeboy has kind of left us. That's true. Our trio's down to two. Our trio's down to two. Yeah. And so it's like they're kind of like whining, complaining, watching this love story. I actually did some research because I was interested in that because I was reading the lyrics and I remembered that Timon and Pumbaa like have their whole part. And this song was this song was rewritten four or five times. <gasps> One of the versions was just Timon and Pumbaa singing the whole song. I'm so glad it changes to Praise that nice Jesus lady's voice. That Elton John yeah. came in here yeah. to uh, to rework it. Yeah, that's good. So um, very 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 interesting. Yeah. So this song won an Oscar for best original song of the year. I guess in '91. That's amazing. Whenever it came out, '90, '93. It's somewhere around there. I think Beauty and the Beast was 91, and this was probably 93, I'm pretty sure. Okay. But yeah, like this is just a perfect song about, uh, obviously, Simba, Nala, best friends growing up. There was But no... when the friendship turns to romantic feelings. Yes, facts. It's interesting. Yes, because there's no, yes, no greater story, no greater narrative yes. than two friends that eventually find romance and they've known each other since they were lion cubs i i it's a great story and it's just like the climax moment of like your what you're like a pent up like oh i love you yes it also does have yes the most sexual energy of any okay i didn't of, i didn't want to go there of but any disney love song you just went facts there. yes it is the most grown-up the um, most uh, Valentine's Day appropriate. Yes, I'm. I might have just ruined that song for uh, no. some people. I'm sorry, but just they, they probably feel that way. Watch too. that scene as an adult. Mm-hmm. Very different vibes. Sure, sure, sure. Very different vibes. Yeah. All right. Thank you for for that was exciting. We were uh, our marriage love. Um, we're on the same page. On the same page. All right. Well, I am going to pick for my number two song. Mm-hmm. One of uh, a song sung by by my number one Disney princess, uh, and that was Jasmine. Mm. And this is a whole new world. That's a good so, choice. So this song not only won um, an Oscar for best original song for that year. Fire! It also won the Grammy for best song of the year. Okay, what in the world? It won a Grammy for best song of the year. That's insane. Which is incredibly insane. From an animated film. Yes. Wow. Um. So yeah, this song was the also the only Disney song. I'm not sure if this is still true with all of the Frozen songs. So um, I can't like 100% stat check that, but. Before Frozen, at least, the only song to reach the Billboard Top 100 of any Disney song. 
That's pretty legit. Yeah, pretty great. Okay. What What are your thoughts on A Whole New World? I like it. It's it's not on my personal list. You just enjoy Aladdin as a franchise a little bit more than I do, I think. Yeah. Um. So it's to you personal, but it's definitely a great pick. Very romantic, starry night, the whole atmosphere. Um, they're on a carpet, which is cool. Um, a classic duet yes. between the two. Oh yes, singers. I guess that, I guess that yeah, we didn't fully clear it, cl- clarify that. Um, in our song picking choices, um, it being a duet was very key. That like for it to be a love song, um, a powerful love song, two people should be singing it to each other. Zara's face right now as if she didn't re- remember that we talked about this. I didn't. So there's definitely a few songs in well, here. Well, yes. That... Like, yes. It is totally fine if. But it goes into totally the rain. But, the... but yes. I'm just very glad that your first song wasn't just some like solo song. Okay. But yes, I believe that for a love song to have true power, to have the true emotional connection, a it needs to be a two part. Mm-hmm. Like two people singing love songs to each other. And this song is great, whereas um, Can You Feel the Love Tonight was about two friends being like, oh, wait, we actually have this romance together. A Whole New World is like the beginning budding of this love relationship. It's like, hey, if we are together, if we fall in love, this whole new world, like all of these new experiences, we get to like, we can, uh, our lives will, will just be on this whole extra level together, a whole new world together that's pretty nice plus as you said flying on a magic carpet is pretty dope it's pretty romantic if i'm able ever able to get a flying carpet it'll be the best night of your life oh yes no doubt no doubt all right what is your number three disney love song okay i'm gonna go with at last i see the light from tangle zara we did not discuss this top 10 list it's just because those songs are so good and this is also my number three disney song i know it's so good so, yeah, Rapunzel, Flynn Rider, another extremely romantic setting there. It's nighttime. They're on a lake in this little boat. And then they have the whole like lantern festival going on. So there's all these like beautiful, like it's some of the most beautiful scenes like in animation with all the lanterns going up into the air. Like everyone wishes that they could recreate this for like Valentine's Day or your anniversary because it's just like so awesome but the song itself is really pretty um talking about the lights and find now that i found you like i see the light and it's and it's like you've been waiting all those moments before this you know i've been waiting for you which is just like so sweet and so romantic so and it's a duet flynn sings and we have the beautiful vocal stylings of mandy moore which is always good um, and yeah. the last I see the light. Look at you singing. The, the fog has lifted. Yes. That's just such a powerful yes. picture. The fog has lifted. I have been in this haze mm-hmm. my whole life. And yes. finally I see you. And now I'm able to see all of the true color and beauty of this world that flows through you. Is that how you felt when you met me? 1,000%. <laughs> Facts. I knew it. Um. So 
my dad uh, sings for a living. He is a worship pastor, or he did for most of my life growing up. He also loves Disney songs. And so for the past few weeks, he has known that we would be recording um, this episode. Oh, he did. And he has been standing so hard. Do you know what standing means? Standing? Standing. Standing. It's like being like number one fanboy. Oh, no. Okay. Never heard of it. Well, it's like a phrase. Okay, great. All right, cool. Um, he's been standing so hard for I See the Light. And because I have been telling him what my just normally what I would think my top three Disney love songs were. And this song wasn't in it. And my dad finally, after like two weeks, convinced me that this song needed to be in the top three. Because for me, Tangled is isn't a movie that I've seen 50 times. Like like all of the Disney classic movies I've seen at least like 50 times. Um, Tangled, I've seen maybe like a dozen times. Man, that um, makes me want to watch it. Yeah. And so the song isn't like, it's not on like my Disney classic soundtrack, but then I have been listening to it for a few weeks. Beautiful, beautiful song. Uh, so shout out to to my dad for, well, even though you picked this song, it was also my num- number three song. I think um, we were like watching a video um, about love songs, and I think it said that Alan Menken um, came back from like, it had been a while since he had written for an animated movie, and he came back to do this song. So he's obviously done a lot of classics, and that it shows like, it shines in like how such a great song this is. Since you did a little research, you want to hear this random fact about Tangled? Please tell me. Both. Both Edina Menzel and Kristen Bell tried out for the part <gasps> of Rapunzel. Oh my They gave it to gosh. Mandy Moore. And then later on, and then they later both on, got they amazing became Anna roles. and Elsa. And I think that all three of them, like, yes. this is, like, the perfect role for them. Totally. I mean, like, Mandy Moore, obviously, she's had this, she's like, so renaissance. She's so sweet. I think like, her— since This Is Us. Her voice character is so sweet and just kind of cutesy that I think, yeah, Kristen Bell would have been too, like, oddball. Like, yeah. she's good for Anna. Yeah. And then— Idina Menzel has like a she's oh, old she's power older ballad. so she has much, much more mature kind of har- not harsh but just like a harder mean, mean like vocal she would have been like Jasmine to me mm, okay yeah just like a a powerful powerful person and like in Rapunzel she's not the most we talked about this with princesses and I'm getting off tangent here but I, to me she's not the most powerful princess anyway yeah sure okay let's she move is. on all right um so my number four song is is a Disney classic. What I said was in the top three Disney classic love songs to me. Af, after this song, I feel like it's very subjective. But for me personally, like these top four were just like on the Mount Rushmore of top four songs. And that is Beauty and the Beast, the ballroom dancing love song um, or the waltz where basically mm-hmm. Mrs. Potts yeah. is singing to Chip and saying, Chip, this is what true love looks like. Um, and which is just like this like perfect picture of like so cute. of this like wholesome beauty and the beast. The ballroom, like with like the chandelier. Yeah, no matter how you feel about their relationship, you you gotta say it's like super romantic. Yes. Um, I, I love it. Yeah, like you like you said, the setting, the the Mrs. Potts is singing it, so it's not a duet between the two of them, but you yes. watch them throughout the song dancing, um, and you just see, you think about their love story, however unconventional it is unfolding, um, and the, it really is the kind of pinnacle in their relationship of like, oh, wow, we really 
love each other now. Yes, it is like this story of two people that that met didn't love each other. They they overcome their struggles. They like get to know each other more and yeah, they slowly find yes. out that they truly do love each other. I like that about this story. It's not um like an immediate Kind of like the Little Mermaid, like you just see each other, you fall yeah, in love. It happens yeah. so fast. This, to me, story takes place over maybe months. I mean, who knows how long she was there, but it's definitely like a more slow building relationship, which can definitely be some of the longer lasting relationships. Kind of, kind of like how we talked about with Simba and Nala, like a longer, drawn out relationship. Yes, the story and I guess yeah, like the narrative behind the love. St- Behind mm-hmm. this love song is key. Yes. For me. For sure. Personally. Good pick. Very good pick. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So what is your number five Disney love song? Oh, gosh. You're, you're going to dislike this, this so much. This, this is totally fine because I probably have some hot takes too. Okay, good. Uh, I'm going to go with um, I Won't Say I'm In Love That was Hercules. That was on my list. Uh-huh. So this is um, Meg singing this song. Um, she's a, she's a part. She's had some interactions with Hercules. Um, they've kind of run into each other a few times, and at, at this point in the movie, she uh, is kind of trying to convince herself, "Oh, I won't say I'm in love." She's like, "Oh, I've been burned by guys before. Um, there's like no way that this guy could be different." Um, so she's kind of saying. Um, like there's no way and so she has like the the backup singers it's just a yeah. really like catchy fun song to me um i Plus actually you love hercules i love hercules i actually sang this song in like a vocal competition in middle school um so that was exciting what was era i know is there a recording of this no for sure no um but i think at this point she's saying i won't say i'm in love but she obviously is like admitting to herself like oh my gosh i really am like head over heels for this guy i'm totally in love with him so i feel like this song was like way ahead of its time like i feel like now we are in this um in this disney kind of era of of like you don't of like the girl doesn't like need the man where mm-hmm. like equality um, whereas this song was she's trying to hide her this feelings song was but... like meg was like more hesitant like she's like yes yes like I feel like this was like a very real she, song that yes. that in 2019 people would be singing. Sure. Whereas like when you're unsure about like where you stand in the relationship because mm-hmm. it's still kind of new, but um, you don't want to fully like say I love you yet or, yeah. or admit it, but you you still have those feelings inside. She's like at least out loud. I won't say I'm in love, but like on the inside, she's saying it. So it's pretty romantic. Yes. I I mean, remember me and you were dating and we had this um, iconic conversation one time in an IHOP. We did. Whenever um, you said that you loved me and I was not 1000% ready to voice those words. And because I had never caused a little conflict because I had never said I love you before. And like for me, that was such like a big moment. And you were just like when you were like, no, there is no doubt in my mind. So in this instance, so you like were Meg. Two weeks, yes. I was all like, man, do I love her? Like that's such like a huge step for me. And boom, I so yeah, so we I we hadn't even been dating that so, long. So maybe like six months or something. Yeah, um, maybe even less than that. Maybe like less three or four. That yeah. sounds more correct. Yeah, and yes, and so it was the idea of like, man, I've only been dating this girl for like four months. Like, how am I going to say that I love her? Meanwhile, people now nowadays just throw it out so frivolously. Frivolous. 
but oh well. All right. Great job. I also had that on my um, top 10 list. Oh, good. Okay. Um, this one, I'm pulling a Zara. This, this is just going to be a hot take, but I feel like if, 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 if a love song forever changes how I eat a food, then it has to be high up on this list. And that is Bella Note from Lady and the Tramp. Like, I cannot eat spaghetti yes. at all. Iconic spaghetti song. thinking of that scene. where You have Italian food and you have this song. Yes, exactly. Um, and yeah, so this song just talks about puppy love, basically. Seeing how that all that worked was out. That was cute. Um, yeah, and, um, and there's the homie playing the accordion, uh, Tony, and whatever the other dude's name is playing like that little guitar thing. It's just so catchy. Um, Bella the Note. Stars in your eyes, they call it Bella Note. Exactly. It's very romantic. It I, is very Again, romantic. the setting, it's like date night. They're on a date, um, eating some good food. Nothing better than that. Nothing better. And they're and again, they're kind of shy. I know Lady's shy. She's yeah. like, Oh, we've we've like met a few times, but now we're on a real date and it's And like, then they just start eating the spaghetti. And it's and like they start sparks getting happen. closer and closer and then Exactly. A, an explosion of, of kissing magic. Magic dog kisses. All right. So Bella Note number six on the Disney Love Top Ten. Love song top ten. Okay. Art, what is your number seven? I'm going to have to go with, again, another one of my favorite movies and favorite one of your favorite princesses. Whoa. Love is an open door. Oh, my gosh. This did not make my top ten list, but it was on my on my on my on, honorable mention. Even though she is seeing it with a villain See, at the time, that's she why, doesn't. That's why for me. At the time, she doesn't know, but the song is just so fun. It's a song that I would want to sing with you. Yeah. About, oh, okay, sure. About finishing each other's sandwiches. Yes. Like, it's just, I frequently, you don't want to eat the last bite of your sandwich, I, and I, I want have, to finish it. I have this weird, I'm not OCD about anything except for finishing off foods. Like, I can't do, like, the last bite of a hot dog or a I'm sandwich. I'm like, why are you wasting that last bite, and bro? Zara Give me that last bite. Chow down. It's so good. Um, yeah, it's just such a catchy song. Um, I love the like playfulness of it, how they're like dancing around and they're yeah like, going around the castle doing different things. It's very quirky, very witty, very fun. It's just like, yeah, the lyrics of this one, they really, like you said, it's kind of quirky. Um, so I just really have fun with this song and it's one of my favorites from the movie for sure. Um, I mean, obviously that movie has so many great songs, but, um, I just I think it is a good love song, even though you know they don't. Spoiler: If you haven't seen it, hopefully you have. Oh they, my gosh! <laughs> they don't work out, um, but I still think it's a good, a good love song. See, yeah, I had this on my on on honorable mention list, uh, and my whole thing is that if the foundation of the song was that she was singing it to Hans, who is this evil maniacal hmm. um, person, yes. yeah. so. It wasn't truly love, but out of that context, singing it is a great song. Truth. So, okay. I don't have any qualms, quarrels about that. Um, my number eight song, I'm, I'm surprised that this lasted to number eight, is Kiss the Girl from The Little Mermaid. Yes. Sebastian 
singing this song didn't your on dad have hot takes about this one too well he had hot takes because i would because i said that this was like a top four or five disney love song and he's like michael um the fact that it's not they're even not one of it. yeah it's not even one of one of the two people singing it but i then talked well, that's about like how, beauty and the beast but he loves bella note and i'm like they're not singing it dogs they're aren't dogs, singing it but then he sure. said well dogs can't talk so in the movie they can't and in the movie they can so um kiss the girl this is such like another realness of romantic of romance like, yes who's gonna the, make the first the move? shyness yes. the the uncertainty it just really captures those feelings it's like you both want to kiss each other the the atmosphere is set but taking that first step is so hard it like, takes bravery it, so it takes courage yes um, you just have to kind of suck it up and not be afraid and go for it. And that's what Sebastian was trying to, like, encourage yes. Eric to do. Also, the fact if um, Eric had kissed Ariel, then she would have gotten her voice back. And, and then <sighs> none of that garbage would have happened with Ursula. So the fact that Prince Eric is... He didn't is, take the, the step. Since he is so slow. It's all his fault. It kind of is his fault. Yeah. But we'll just move past that. A little bit. Yeah, we'll just have to ignore that. Well, that's slide. So, Kiss the Girl, iconic. Sebastian singing it, though. Super iconic. But great song. All right, so that is the number eight Disney love song. This is your last pick, number nine. I had one thing, but I think I'm going to switch it up because I just got to go with something more classic instead of more new school. See, I was thinking the same thing. Okay, well, I'm going to go with So This Is Love from Cinderella. Ooh, okay. That was going to be my pick, so now I'll pick oh, something else. Okay, so, yeah. awesome. Yeah, so Cinderella um, had met her prince. Uh, she is singing this song kind of to herself, um, just realizing, like, oh, she's kind of had a, an awakening, too. Like, she has gone through her life not really – I don't know if she dated guys before. She probably hadn't. Um, but she's realizing, oh, this is really what, what love is about. This is what yes. the miracles um, do you are about want to a, start. Do you want a more depressing, emotional deepness of the song? Oh, gosh. I feel like you're going to tell me anyway. But She yeah. is saying, so this is love because she hasn't experienced love because her stepmother and her evil stepsisters have never loved her. Maybe she did and with she her dad. She hasn't felt love since her dad who yeah. passed away whenever she was like six or seven. Yeah. So she's growing up like her whole life being like this outcast. And never really loving anybody except for Gus Gus and his mouse friends. Mm. And finally, she meets Prince Charming. And she's able to experience not just romantic love, but just human affection love. That's really sad. Yeah. It just has some beautiful um, lyrics in it, too. A very classic love song. But, like, my heart has wings. I like that. I like that imagery. Um, But, yeah, I'm glad Cinderella finally, like gets to feel some happiness some lightness yes. just bring some joy into her monotonous humdrum everyday life so she's kind of she's kind of thinking about the prince i think she was in this scene she was kind of going about her her daily tasks and she was kind of thinking about him as as you know as you do when you're in a relationship you're like oh man i can't get him off my mind I yes i want to think about this song just isn't very long and there's not a ton of lyrics right but the melody is is so great it's beautiful and so be, because yeah i was having some like 
Because I feel like as far as classicness, this is one of the most classic Disney love songs. That's why I had to. But as had far to be as on impactful there. Disney love right. songs, it's not as like impactful. It's not showy. It's not flashy like my previous pick, um, Love is an Open Door. Very showy, very flashy, um, a, a brash kind of in-your-face love song. This is a much quieter, simpler, sweeter, um, just like kind of singing this for myself love song, which I like. All right, so what is your final pick? What are you gonna What are you gonna go for? I am going to go with another Disney classic love song, and that is "Once Upon a Dream," Sleeping Beauty. Now, oh, so classic. The love narrative of this kind of creepy. Like, I don't love the whole. I feel like Sleeping Beauty, since it was written so long, uh, so long ago, doesn't. I mean, sure, hold it's like outdated. Like Nineteen standards, of course. Yes. Um. But I love this because it is two people singing it. Mm-hmm. It is a a um, duet, and I think yeah, like the melody of it, like I know you, I walked with you once upon a dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That like that. Yeah, it, it, thinking it about so great. how she's been dreaming of him her whole life, and now he's finally here. Mm-hmm. That's it's kind of it's just very romantic. Thinking of like I've dreamed of you. And you're just like coming out of my dreams, like you're the man who I've been dreaming of. I like, I like it. Yes, because we all spent time dreaming, praying for sure. our future spouse, mm-hmm. our our true love, our prince charming, our prince charming, and she finally met him. Even though it. at first she was just singing to some birds holding up this costume, and then boom, he just appears in the forest. I'm getting the vibe that a lot of the women, like the princesses and the females, are singing these love songs. We need more male-centered love songs because I don't yes. – there's not really like standalone men singing a love song um, unless it's oh, like within Zara. a – unless a it's within take. a duet. You're right. Or – okay, let's get to some honorable mentions. Oh, okay. All right. I know that this was on your list. I'm sure that it was, but – Maybe the only male-centered love song in the Disney classic <laughs> I u- almost universe is Mabel Evangeline. Yes, I almost that was almost my last pick, and I was like, "No, nah, I'm gonna switch From it." From Princess and and the Frog. So random. Not really even like the main love story of this movie, but Ray um, just is for some reason in love with this with, star in the sky yeah. that he has called it Evangeline. And he thinks, well, yes, because he thinks he it's is, a lightning bug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He thinks it's a lightning bug. And so he has always just like looked up to her and he's been dreaming of her. Um, but isn't this like his dying song? I think it's... No. That comes later? Yeah, that comes later. But it is a very romantic song, but it's just like super random. But... I still like it. Yes. My, my bell Evangeline. And I like it because he's not a great singer and y'all just heard me sing and I'm mm-hmm. not a, a great singer. Um, and so just the vibe of, of it. It's is, a little wackadoodle. It's very authentic, yeah. very like heartfelt, just like an ordinary person sang mm-hmm. it. Not that you had to be some like super pro songwriter. Right. Um, so that was definitely on my honorable mentions list. Someday my prince will come um, from Snow White. Mm-hmm. Um, great song, just not a ton of lyrics mm-hmm. for me. Um, so that didn't fully make it. Speaking about lyrics, if we want to go with most emotionally resonating love songs in the Disney catalog, yes. Married Life from the movie Up 
is in there, mm-hmm. but there are no lyrics. So just like the music of the song is great, but since there's no singing, right. it's just kind of hard to call that like a love song. Another one that's kind of a different sort of love song that we actually listened to this morning yes. um, is You'll Be In My Heart from Tarzan. And this is like a parent to a um, son or daughter type of yes. love song and about that relationship. Um, like I almost started tearing up when we were listening to it. I'm uh-huh. like, you'll be in my heart. Stop your crying. It'll be it's all great. right. Like I'm here for you. I will um, protect you. You're so strong. I'll protect you. Um, it was just like the sweetest thing. And um, I mean, Tarzan, you know, you do have a romance in that, but it's not even as strong as like the mother-son bond that yeah. is in that movie, which is so sweet. Yeah, so I have been singing You Got a Friend in Me to Theo probably every single day because that's like one of the, that's like probably one of my favorite Disney songs. Um, but I told Zara that I want to start singing that song to, 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 to him too because it's like this perfect story. Another random runner up for me was the song So Close from Enchanted. But a lot of you probably forgot this movie even existed, but I actually am a big fan of it with Amy Adams. Um, but she at the end, um, has kind of been having a a love story with, um, Patrick Dempsey, like the main male in the movie. And they, at the end, finally get to dance together and have this great, like romantic moment. And the song so close is actually like a really beautiful song. I I have been to weddings where people, where that song is like, their like dancing song. Um, I just, I just don't feel like that's a Disney movie. I know for some people that it is very strongly. For me, that's like saying like Freaky Friday is a Disney movie. I and mean, it is. I mean, technically it is, but yeah. it's just not in my mind. The live like action movie. ones, you're not. The yeah. older live action yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not based on like a fairy tale. Correct. But it's a great, it's a good movie. I really like it. All right. Any other honorable mentions? That's kind of rounds it up that, for me. For me, that's, yeah. that's about it. Awesome. Um, all right. Marriage moment. Marriage moment. All right. So for our Valentine's Day, we did something fun and exciting. And that is that we went to see a Cirque du Soleil show that was in town called um, Amaluna. Amaluna. The coming of age story of a young woman. It's very Disney-esque. Uh, sure. I feel like most Disney movies are coming of age stories. Well, it like vaguely reminded us of Avatar because there's like leaves and tropical island vibes. And just like, of course, the weirdness of it reminded us of Avatar. Yes. Because there's like this lizard dude and it sounds very strange. If you've seen a Cirque du Soleil show, you know that they're kind of like oddball, wacky and weird, but also totally awesome because they have live music the whole time singing the entire time and, and then like full band just like yeah. shredding electric guitar and drums the whole band was all girls which was super yes, cool because it, it was a very girl power heavy show yes uh but all the acts were awesome the acrobatic acts uh, michael tell them about your favorite crazy act oh my gosh all right so there's this lady and all of a sudden, she just pulls out, like, these 18 giant dinosaur-looking bones. Or, or I guess twigs. It, twigs, sure. One or the other. Yeah, well, yeah. So they are all different sizes. And all of a sudden, she just picks up these two tiny ones, and she just balances them onto each other. And then I realized that we're going to sit there for five minutes. It took me a while to realize this. And watch this lady just build this, basically, Lego-type piece Lincoln Log system of balancing these 12 different 
varying sizes. Some are like seven feet tall, like dinosaur bones onto each other. It ended up looking like the rib cage of a dinosaur, like a skeleton. Yes. And she literally had to pick some up with her feet to keep them balanced, pick some up with her hands, do these like crazy contortion things. And the whole time it was like dead silent. She was doing this like dead silent breathing like for <sighs> for like five minutes. Like it was such a long time. And we didn't think she could do it. And of course she could. And that was literally her whole act was like balancing these crazy things. So at things. first she was just holding on to them. Then she puts them on her head and then she transfers She starts them like turning in a circle. her head onto a stick. A pole. A like pole. a tall pole. Yes. Like and then it stayed there. And at the very end, she like took off the first twig, and they all and like come tumbling down. Collapsed. It was quite impressive. Super random. Like I have no idea how she just came up with that. Which uh, most of these Cirque du Soleil shows are. It's just it's like this super collection of like the most talented acrobats, just random skills. Like there were these two people who were doing like unicycle tricks. That was incredible. Crazy unicycle tricks. Um, gymnastics it, it, so it's kind of like the lion king show at animal kingdom but, but like drawn like out and more Barry intense Bonds level steroids yes just way next level this one involved like swimming in water which was crazy and of course like a person on a hoop up in the air just like crazy yes. acrobatic yes. everything there was kind of like the monkeys mm-hmm. except for they were on this big giant seesaw and that was awesome because so they we, were doing flips. We have all weather, you know, you are like a, a a little kid growing up on the playground. You have one friend stand on one end of the seesaw and then you jump on the other end. I don't think I've ever done that. like catapult your friend. Terrifying. I feel like every little boy has done this. Well, these people did it on a massive scale and it was incredible. They, they would go like 20 feet up in the air and do like four backflips and, and then land back on to... Back onto the seesaw. Wild. Insane. So, yeah, it it was pretty great. Um, it made me think of when we saw Cirque du Soleil for the first time. Yes. It was at Disney World. That show is no longer playing, but they are creating a new show. That's going to be more Disney-focused, Which, I hear. oh my gosh, I can't wait to see it. That would Whenever, be awesome. I don't know when it's coming out, but I'm excited about I'm it. I'm kind of picturing Disney on ice, that type of, of vibe, okay. but Cirque du Soleil style. I know. So, is it just going to be like... Kind of weird, you know. Cirque du Soleil is kind of like off the wall, like kind of oh, it's twisted in its own like strange French themed way. So I just wondering, French people so strange. What it's gonna be like? I just kidding. Can't wait to find out. So anyway, that was what we did for Valentine's Day. It was super fun just to get out of the house and do something different. And then the date of Valentine's Day, the Frozen Two trailer drops. And we just got to, and I told Zara that we needed to just dive deep on um, the Frozen 2 trailer because everyone has been asking like our opinions on it or I've been hearing other people's opinions. And I just got to say like the world I think has forgotten how great Frozen was um, whenever it came out that yes, Disney probably went too hard on their marketing Mm -hmm. um, because now every parent has heard this their kids sing every song probably 200 times yeah and i think most of the american population is like tired of the movie and so there's people who are who are like kind of hating on frozen 2 and i'm like yo this movie was like one of the best movies at at like ever people are people try saying that tangled or moana was better than frozen 
was better than Frozen. We can have that. We we can have that conversation if we if we really need to. But um, but we don't need to. But yeah, like don't act like Frozen just like just like somehow got to where it was. Like it was an incredible movie, and Frozen Two looks equally incredible. So you did not like the short. Oh God! Before Coco, okay, you were not a I fan of that. I will say, I will admit that before the trailer dropped, um, I was pretty out on on Frozen. Not because of Frozen itself, but yes, because of, of because of the short before Coco. One of the most garbage things I've ever seen Disney produce. Like it 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 was like Nickelodeon. It was style Christmas bad. themed. They were trying something different. Just they kind of like sung the most stupid song about fruitcake. It was like when we're together. Wasn't that the song? That the one you're talking about? Like making making know. new traditions and they're, making memories. Yes, yes, they're trying to like deliver this fruitcake or find this. Maybe fruit that was cake a different song. Or, I think or that was something like and Olaf. It goes on for like numerous minutes. It's garbage. Oh gosh. Okay. Garbage. Anyway, back to this new trailer that was not garbage. Um, first thoughts for me, it involves a lot of like nature that I wasn't expecting. Like Elsa's on a beach and she is like, it seems like she is trying to test the limits of her powers and kind of learn something new by harnessing her eye skills to tame the ocean, which yes. as we know, can be a force. I'm like, un- wait, what's going on? Untamable. Moana right now. Like it she's did. like trying to mm-hmm. like overcome these waves. Yes, and then it, after that kind of long sequence of her um, ice jumping in the ocean, uh, it goes on to see the characters that we know and love, Anna, Kristoff, um, Olaf, and kind of them battle, running through the forest, and it seems like fighting off some sort of evil forces of some sort, and then at the end, they're like standing on a cliff overlooking the village yes. and like they and overcome like, something and like that song comes but it's like remixed a little bit mm-hmm. i have to say this trailer much more adult intense mm-hmm. not very like not very like whimsical like there wasn't like a lot of like olaf saying warm right. hugs like it was i'm a, sure there will be it was that a very serious tone right a serious trailer, trailer. Mm-hmm. they're making it seem more intense like in the first movie the villains were like hans and that snow marshmallow guy um so it made it seem like there is a more not like evil force but like that the villain will be something that they all have to like come together to fight well yeah so in so in the trailer it's no longer winter it is now fall fall on, yes fall there is time leaves motif of leaves and, and fall a person that has superpowers with leaves and, and wind or it 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 looks like oh, there I didn't is catch this that. like new character hmm. yeah remember yeah someone gets like thrown up like into the wind like mm. on the ground okay um so i'm wondering i i have a few different theories one is what if there was a, a lost sister and it's like elsa that they didn't know counterpart. that they didn't know they had know another sister care. like maybe it's like anna but with superpower version or Maybe because I, I I couldn't fully like see her face. Maybe it's Anna and she f- gets superpowers. Mm. Or lastly, this is, this is is a wild theory. What if in this universe there's four types of people that have superpowers? One is Elsa and she has winter Dude, ice powers. You're being influenced by TV shows we've been watching. One recently. has like autumn leaf 
powers. Yes, we started watching this show called uh, the Umbrella Umbrella Academy. It's I, not a hero yet because we literally just started watching yeah, it today. I obviously love super, super superheroes, but yeah, what if there's someone that that can like you're just shoot out like flowers that can like into work with so flowers, much. and then someone else can like shoot out like rays of sunshine and like blind people. Yeah, I sure. I uh, just don't know. Uh-huh. Um. So yes, this trailer much more adult because be, because I'm sure Disney is like, hey, we understand that the little kidness of Frozen got way too out of hand. This was a serious movie that dealt with serious themes, like the idea of like the love between sisters was so real, and mm-hmm. like that this girl had these superpowers and she didn't know, know how to like control them, and so she didn't want to like hurt her family because she almost killed her sister as a little kid. Like that's like, a serious thing to deal with. Um, so they are sticking with the, with the heaviness. Also, this movie came out six years ago. In 2013, Fro- Frozen 1 did. So um, I was thinking about this, kind of like Harry Potter. So me and you grew up where like Harry Potter was like in our wheelhouse. And as it went on, the movies became more, more a, a, darker, more, more darker. adult. Mm-hmm. And b- because as, as the audience, as like we grew up, Harry Potter and Hermione and right. all of their friends grew up. So like six years ago, like if... If, you were six, now you're if, twelve. Like, yes, if like a little kid was six or seven, loved Frozen. Now as like twelve, thirteen, preteens, you're like, uh, I'm too adult. I'm too cool. I don't want to say that I love Frozen. So they're trying to like build it up with their audience, hmm. possibly. Interesting theories. Possibly. I like it. Yes. All right. Well, that is that is Frozen two. I'm sure some people uh, have some hot takes. But come at us. Tell us your thoughts. If you are a hater of of Frozen 2, tell us why. Just tell us why. Yeah, we want to know. Because I really do think this Disney is coming out with, with is coming out with a lot of movies this year, like so one many. for every month. It's pretty insane. Um, and I will say this will be one of the best Disney movies of the year. Oh yeah, I'm excited. No doubt. No no doubt. All right, you, you ready to do some uh, Zero to Hero? Zero to Hero! Zero to Hero, no time back. Zero to Hero, just like that. All right, Zara, so what is your hero for this week? Oh my gosh, it is a TV show. We started watching, not the one we talked about earlier, but it is called The World's Best. And it came on right after the Super Bowl, and we watched it, and I was immediately hooked. And we don't usually like these like variety show type of things. Like we don't watch America's Got Talent. We don't. The only thing I kind of watch is like dance type shows. Like so, you think yes. you can dance you and that sort do of thing. Watch those shows. But we don't really watch. We don't really do like American Idol. We don't do any of that kind of ty- type of thing. So um, this though, for some reason, just really hooked us in. I mean, especially me. I don't know if you like this as much as I do. But I, I really like it. I definitely enjoy it, but there's no way that I like this as much as you do. Like, like this is your number one current show. Yeah, right now it is. Um, so James Corden is the host, and I just in general really like him. I think he's super funny. He's like my favorite talk show. Mm, Jimmy Fallon. But he's, I think he's my favorite talk show person because he does all like the karaoke and the funny Broadway references and clips. So he's the host, and then you have three judges, random people, Drew Barrymore, I don't know what she's doing these days. Of course, she's like super famous. RuPaul, it's random. I mean, he had his own TV show. 
but kind of seems like an oddball choice. And then Faith Hill. Most random. The most random. Faith I mean, Hill. she obviously is, is super famous as well with her singing career. I'm but just, I'm just surprised that, that they were able to get Drew Barrymore. She is like top actress leveled and she doesn't really act a lot because she's the last so thing famous. the last thing i think i heard her being in was like this netflix show about her being like a vampire or something wait what i forget what it's called um is that already out yeah 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 yeah, yeah. there's a show where drew barrymore is a vampire and we haven't watched it yet maybe we should start what in the world zara maybe we should start oh that oh my gosh it sounds awesome um but yes so anyway so there's a bunch of variety acts, and it's basically like from all different countries around the world. So uh, Kazakhstan, Bangladesh, uh, Cambodia, I'm just like every Germany, different country. Basically, somehow they find the best act from that country and bring it to this stage. And a lot of the people are like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. This is my first time to perform in America, and I've always wanted to be on this like big of a stage because I know like an American audience will will make me or whatever. And so they often have translators on the stage with them because they don't speak English. Um but anyway, the, all the acts amazing are super good. A lot of a lot of them are singing. Um we've had like some magicians. One crazy dude was swallowing swords. Um, crazy dude. He was a crazy dude. Ju- basically just these like amazing acts. And then the three American judges vote on the act to get a certain score. And then they have 50 other people from nations around the world. And they each get one vote. So they can vote yes or no. And so they basically have to tally a total of like 75 to go on to the next round. And the next round will be battling each other like dueling um and we haven't made it that far in the tv show yet to see what a duel actually looks like but basically i think they're trying to whittle it down to the best act the world's best act or whatever so anyway i love it check it out if that seems kind of up your alley i've really enjoyed it so michael what is your hero so that show is really good yeah i'm not really into shows like that normally they just don't like keep my attention this one is this one is great uh, my hero, or sorry, yeah, my, my hero for this week is uh, a show that has been my hero uh, before, but season two came out, and that is The Punisher season two. For all of you superhero fans out there, um, The Punisher is a Netflix original show, um, just like Daredevil, Luke Cage, The Defenders, Jessica Jones. Um, it stars the dude who played Shane from The Walking Dead. And he is the Punisher, aka Frank Castle, and I super didn't like his character in that in The Walking Dead. So I'm yes, it's just well, interesting. He is very much like that character. Basically, most bloody, violent Netflix superhero show ever. So if you're not, into, I for sure do not watch. Do this not guys. watch the show, Zara. Um, but it is my favorite one. I like it more than Daredevil and Luke Cage and all of those other Netflix shows. Hmm. Um, but with Disney buying. With their new streaming service, uh, The Punisher, Daredevil, all of these shows will no longer be existing on Netflix. So this is the end of the series. Because, dun, dun, dun. And so, um, but the second season was great. I loved it. Um, yeah, boom. There we go. Also, okay, so this isn't really like a hero, but as far as being stuck in my mind, um, if it's something that has been a cultural um, icon for me, there's a documentary 
on Netflix called Abducted in Plain Sight. Oh my gosh, don't even talk about this. It, it's too creepy to talk it about. It is the creepiest, most dumbest, most horrific documentary I have ever seen. Why do we, as a culture, watch these things and get interest in them? I guess because it's so like terrible and horrifying that this could happen, but it's like the... The renaissance of, like, the horrible podcast stories that we listen to. Yes, yes. Like, as an American culture, maybe it's a worldwide thing. I don't know. But it seems like it's a more recent American phenomenon to, like, watch these documentaries and have crazy stuff happen. If you want to get really deep and, like, psychological, I think that we, one, like feeling better about ourselves. So we watch these crazy things about awful people. Two, we all kind of have this like desire mm-hmm. to like do or at least just like I, we all have this like moral compass inside of us, whether you are religious or not. Mm-hmm. And for people, there are some people though that just don't like that's what that, right. That's what that's They're what like, broken sociopaths people. are. Yes. And so or like serial killers are. So like watching what it would be like to not really have a moral compass is very interesting. And maybe it's like the car wreck syndrome like you just can't look away yes. like the creepiness so this it. one ba- basically um without spoiling there's no way i can spoil it i promise you every 10 minutes you will not even it believe worse. it gets worse every 10 minutes you like, can't believe you it will be 20 minutes in and say this is the craziest documentary story i have ever seen and then it gets 10 times worse just like by the end basically there is a girl that gets kidnapped from her family Twice, not once, but twice. It is in the little bio, so I didn't ruin anything. Mm-hmm. Um, aliens are involved. There's like lots of weird stuff. It's weird. But if you want something it'll weird. It'll probably scar you and haunt you. Um, <laughs> but if you like like the Ted Bundy stuff or just any type of like documentary kidnapping yeah. thing, yeah. Abducted in Plain Sight is the craziest one you will ever see with your eyeballs. It's pretty wild. All right, Zara, do you have a zero for this week? I do. And that is that our Keurig stopped working for Ooh. like a day. Yes. Um, as a new mom, I fully look forward to my cup of coffee every morning. Um, it is super fun to try out new Keurig flavors. And I look forward to that every morning. The other morning, I went to start a cup of coffee and our dumb Keurig stopped working. Uh, this has happened in the past and somehow I was able to MacGyver it. I don't even remember what I did, but it involved a plastic straw and cleaning it out. We've never like descaled it. So maybe that's the issue. Anyway, it didn't work. I was super sad. Michael, out of the kindness of his heart, I think it was on Valentine's Day, went to go get coffee for us, which was super nice. Um, and then today my mom gave us a real coffee pot. We tried real coffee, aka grinding up coffee grounds and like actually brewing it it was different not our favorite experience so michael went and got a different keurig that was extra at the church that he works at yes <laughs> it's been sitting there for like two years nobody touches it so i got they want it. it back they and have- what was really bad was it also didn't work we were scared there were not i had to like watch i had like fix two separate things on it to finally have it work, uh, but it does work I just now, want some at coffee. least for now. So your coffee, we had an afternoon cup. It was can, delicious. Can sustain itself. Oh my goodness, that was it. Uh, Michael, do you have a zero for this week? Um, yeah, my zero is the Oscars, just in general. Um, Whoa! So I don't know if you have heard, but the Oscars um, are airing 
next Sunday. So not like the 17th, but on the 24th. Okay. And um, there just might be the worst or or organization PR wise in a while. One, Kevin Hart was going to host the Oscars. All right? He's not anymore. He was very excited. He said it was a dream come true. And then people, like people do in uh, 2019, they found 10-year-old off, um, 10-year-old tweets that were very, um, very offensive. And he's Kevin Hart's been kind of no. have, having some weird character morality things going on anyway. So once these tweets came up, he's like, all right, psych, I'm backing down. That was months ago, though. And they still do not have a host for the Oscars. So what? there is no host right now. That's crazy. I know. I know. Like they gotta get someone in Jimmy there ASAP. Kimmel has been the host, I think, the past two years, and um, he has done great. Um, but yeah, so there is no host, and they were trying to shorten it because the Oscars is like a super long-winded thing. But instead of like cutting out like some of the like musical acts or just like the dumb things that that yes like, like mean, donuts like, raining from the sky on. or yes. surprising people in movie theater they decided that they were just going to take four categories and just not air them mm. and just put them on during commercial break and so they were like the makeup and styling people or like the best live action short like Those different people stuff like deserve that. fame too and yes there was an uproar and people are like hey okay. like we have spent a lot of time like you can't just put us on during um commercial break so then the oscars came back and said psych we messed up we are, we will actually air them and There's we will just cut so other things out back and forth so it's like they just don't know what's going on and um just very 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 they should confused. let the i feel like they should it sounds like the people are kind of backlash and choosing it they should just let us choose who we want to see as the host like did they yes. ever think about Facts. like Giving us options and us like voting on it, that would be interesting. That would be very interesting. Or just have an ordinary person have have me and you host the Oscars. That is a large task. Way way too large. I I'm, would just I totally show up kidding. for the swag bag that yeah. I know that they all get. Boom. That's what I want. So I am going to be watching the Oscars. We will we we did our top ten TV shows of 2018. We have still not done our top ten movies of 2018. I forgot about we, that. We said that we were going to, and then I got way too excited about other topics. Mm -hmm. So before the Oscars, so I guess like this next week, uh -oh. we will do our top ten movies going into the Oscars. We haven't seen all of the Oscar no. movies, but just spoiler, I'm just being real. There's not one movie that that deserves the Oscar. I don't really love any of those movies, but wow. but that's you Rough. know get ready for for next week because I got more hot takes coming. Um, all right, boom, that's all that I got. Thanks for listening. Hope it inspired some romance for you. Maybe revisit some of those romantic songs, and have a great week. All right, peace. Bye. Like Tarzan and Jane, girl, you'll be in my heart. I will fight Jafar with all the Robin Hood starts. Beat the crook, Captain Hook, and any evil that embarks. If Fady starts to leave his mark, I'll send him to a pit so dark you can't see light. Oh, come here, my Snow White, to have a princess for a wife. Yeah, that'd be alright. Chilling up in the castle all day and night. Girl, you're in the middle of my circle of life. <laughs>